Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Linda Hollenbeck. She is a one-time pageant contestant. And the reason why I had Linda on the show is Linda, on her own, prepared and competed in Maryland USA pageant. And I think Linda has a lot of really good things that she's learned and really helped all of my listeners out there that are considering to do a pageant but have not. Linda put together her own dress. Her She found a trainer. She got headshots all by herself. So I think Linda is a great person to interview and get great advice. So if you're on the fence and you need some good advice from someone, stay tuned because Linda is going to help. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you need photo help with your wedding, special event, real estate, you name it, they are the team to get the photos done. And no matter if you need videography help, if you need a commercial real estate video or just need some video projects, they are the team to get the video job done. So don't forget to reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for both your photo and video needs. And welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. How are you? Well, hi, Linda. I'm doing very well. How is quarantine going for you? It's going well. It's going well. I'm still able to work, and so I'm very thankful for that, and I'm still able to get some stuff done. Well, you know, that, that that's really um, fabulous that you had the opportunity to still work. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thankful that um, you do have the opportunity. I know a lot of our fellow um pageant contestants also actor friends are not in the same situation so that's definitely a blessing so yes yes it's very much a big blessing so linda i i wanted to bring you on specifically because we actually i made a connection um about doing photos but you had you had told me that the last pageant was your first one so i thought it would be a really great um person to come on the show and talk about your first experience because I I I have this feeling that there's a lot of people that listen to the show that have never um been in a pageant or a runway show and I think that the experience of you doing one of the bigger ones um is is really valuable information I think that a lot of people could learn from it so um that's why I thought Linda would be such an incredible person to bring on so Thank you so much, Paul. I would be glad that I would be glad to talk about it. All right. No, I, and I appreciate your time very much. Um, so let, let's break it down this way. All right. So for you specifically, what was the defining factor that finally you decided to do your first pageant, which was the Miss Maryland USA pageant? So I'm going to get a little bit personal here. If you're okay with that, you know. I had faced, oh gosh, I would have always been told that I should be doing modeling or pageantry by my mother or by other people. And I didn't really take it seriously until I had gone on a date with a, with a guy I had really liked. And I had thought he had liked me too. However, though, it ended up not working out. 
And I said, okay, let me just take a step back and let me just reevaluate myself and say, all right, where did this go wrong? And I saw this man pursuing another female. And I said, oh my goodness. it, It did break my heart a little bit because I felt I had put myself out there um, I have, um, I have, um, I have goals. I have ambitions. I'm going to school. I'm doing very well in school. I know what I want in life. And yet this guy didn't see any of that in me and what he wanted. So I had decided right then and then that I wanted to try out for a beauty pageant because I had wanted to do this for myself, um, for growth and to prove to the people who have been telling me all along that I needed to do pageantry or modeling to finally take it seriously and just go out and, and, and do it. So I had made up my mind. I had told my parents. I said I had signed up for the Miss Maryland USA pageant, and I had decided to do it. So, yeah. That's that's how I did it. Do you think that if you weren't put in that situation um, where you felt that you were not being um, picked because someone else may have been doing that competition beforehand that you wouldn't have? Or do you think you would have been on that projective either way? It's just this kind of um, hyper um, put you in that category. I be- I believe that I would have done the competition anyways um, because for the longest time, Paul, I did not feel confident about my about my physical appearance because I grew up in a predominantly white county here in Carroll County, Maryland, and I saw. I did not see much of, um, how do I say this, mixed races or other races in this county. Culture, thank you. Culture in in, in the county. So it was a lot of whiteness. And there was this mindset of, of people from high school and from other schools that I had gone to that just... How do I describe this? I'm sorry, I'm thinking about this. Um, that they didn't have the desire to better themselves, if that makes sense. No, it's totally understand. I just uh, I just watched a Vox report about people living in um, coal communities and they refusing to move even though there are no jobs available and all they want to do is be coal miners. So that that totally, that totally it, that exists. So. Yes. And so, yeah. So you're, you're saying that because you have a group of people that would never move from your county that I, I guess I'm trying to, what was the, and cause I'm, I'm, what was the, the goal there? Cause I'm, I'm losing that. I'm sorry. Uh, the goal, the goal of Miss Maryland was to see what pageantry was like for the first time and to see other people, other girls of different ethnicities compete for the crown and to, and to see how, what I could bring to the table. 
Okay. So for you, it was also an enlightenment to be more indoctrination to the whole normal society because from what you're saying, if I'm not stretching it, you've been sheltered from a community standpoint that you, you've only been around one culture. Is that correct? Yes, I have been sheltered. Um, I grew up going to a Christian private school for my entire life until I finally went to a public school for my freshman year of high school. And that was a very big culture shock. So is that when the pageant idea or getting outside the community popped in your head? Yes, because I did not, I do not want to stay stuck in the same place forever. I would like to go out um, and travel more instead of stay here for the rest of my life. So if, if you are the person that is yourself but 16 months earlier. What do you tell that person to have the confidence that you have now and to do the competition? What what are the suggestions? So maybe they're they've never done a pageant and they're they're you know, maybe they're having um society stresses or maybe they're they're not as confident with their looks. What do you think you should advise them? I would say to that person, follow your dreams and decide what you want. What is your goal? What do you want to get out of this for yourself and for the pageant? Sometimes when we aren't feeling confident in ourselves, Paul, I believe that you just have to tell yourself, I am confident, I can do this, I have the ability to do this, and you have to push out every single negative thought out of your head and just go with it. So when I work with newly actors or, or models or pageant contestants, I always ask them personally, what's more important to you? Is the actual journey and the preparedness to getting to the event more fun and more rewarding or is it the actual event and perhaps winning it and being on stage or 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 actually being in that role what was more fun for you oh goodness probably oh gosh (laughs) am i allowed to say both this is your i i you know i i want you to be truthful so I believe both because... And if you're going to say both, just give give us some, some defining reasons why. So while preparing for this pageant, I, I had originally wanted a trainer at first. However, though, I was working two jobs at, at that time and going to school. And so I realized that this is probably something I would have to do on my own. So I ended up doing a lot of things on my own. I ended up going to get my interview outfit, trying on everything on my own, and same with my evening gown, along with finding a personal trainer and training physically and lifting weights. I had never lifted weights in my life, but I was determined to 
look good on stage. And so I said, all right, I, I, I can do this. It's out of my comfort zone, but I, I can do this. Um, that was the preparedness part. And then being on stage, that was exhilarating. Just going up on stage for the first time, Paul, and just dancing to the intro and then going off on stage and changing into your swimwear. Swimwear was very nerve-wracking. Um, I didn't see no reason why I didn't need to feel confident, but I, I went out there and I was confident. So I did my swimwear. I had never done anything like that in my life. And then once that was over, I did my evening gown. I had decided to go for a simple look for my pageant this year. And so um, I decided to pick out, it was a Jessica Angel dress. It was gold. It was light colored because I wanted, because I have, I have dark hair. And so I wanted something to contrast and so I went out there. I had never worn a dress like that in my life, but I did it and I felt very confident in it and very and very pretty in it. So Well you look I mean, I'm looking at your Instagram. I think you picked a really great dress. So if if you've never picked out a dress um for such an event, I think you did a great job. And did that take um no assistance from anybody, no girlfriend or mom coming with you or dad or no, I was the only one there inside the dress shop. I had originally had a an aqua blue gown. However, that was picked. Well, it wasn't picked. It was suggested for me. However, though, when I had tried it on, I had, it was a little bit too big on me mm -hmm. because I, because this was the shame, this was the, it was the same shop I had gotten my prom dress, but that was back in 2016, so I was a different size back then, so when I went to get this dress, I assumed that I would have gotten this dress, because it would have fit me, however, it was just too, it was too big, so I. Which is a good thing, that means you're in better shape, and you're, um, that, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, it, it definitely was. It definitely was a good thing um, because my meal plan and my personal trainer was obviously working. Yeah, so, so kudos to you. Whoop, 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 you know, right? Yep. Thank you so much. And so I had picked that gown. It fit perfectly. The and 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 the slit was not too high. Um, it was a little bit daring for somebody like me to to wear that because um, I usually would pick a gown that was a little bit more modest, but I had said, you know what, let's just go with this gown and let's just try it out. So I did. So are you, I want are you, when picking out your dress, like, yes. are you focusing on more of a color then, or were you not considering like gems or rubies on your dress or like, what was the defining factor? Because if you've never, you said you've never done, you had a prom, but you had, you fully admitted that you'd never picked out a dress like this. So, um, I, so you'd never went to any other like formal events either. So what, I, like I break this down for, other... break this down for someone who is like trying to understand like how to look for that dress and they don't have anyone to help them with that. So I have 
I've gone to other like formal events before. Like I've been to um um a Marine Corps ball, and I wore my prom dress to that one, which it had like sparklies and stuff, and it had a slit in in the middle of the chest. However, though with this one though, um, I had wanted the reason I had gotten this gown was because I wanted to show that gowns that don't have sparkles on them and and just have a solid color and a and a style like that can still look beautiful. So that was a deciding factor of why I chose the gown. Something simple, something beautiful, and so and 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 then the style. Um the style I had picked it was because I I take my nutrition and my health really seriously. And so I wanted something that I that my body would look good in. And so that was a deciding factor as well. Well, that's good that you had like a concept. So if someone isn't really confident if they want to go with do you have any suggestions on like how to narrow it down because you could go with an A-line cut or you can go with crystals or you can go with a mermaid cut um um I I see that the the ball gown that you use for your for the uh, um, the officers um, event was uh, more of a um, a lace outfit. So, what was your? Yes, that was more lace. Right. So, what what was your? Did you take the mindset that and the knowledge, or were you aware that um, USA is more showy and America is more conservative? Was that in your brain? Did you know that, or you that just have... was actually not in my brain? Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that was, it's not, not in my brain. <laughs> okay. So you just happened to pick something that was more showy then? Yes. For this pageant, yes. So that you just had good fortune that you, you had bought a really good dress for the pageant. I believe so. Because honestly, that was the only, that was the second dress I had tried on because I was originally looking for a Cherry Hill dress. But my, um, but I, I looked around and the woman actually picked this gown off the rack and she said, here, I think you would look great in this. Just try it on. So I said, okay. And I actually liked it. And so. So you had made a point that you found a trainer. So how did you, trainer. yeah. So how did you go about that? So break down that kind of, um, idea of how to do that. So if someone doesn't really work out, you said you'd never lift weights before. Did you just go to a random gym or did you do a, a, a Google search or did you look on, on uh, Facebook for recommendations? How did you find your trainer? So Westminster is a really small area. We only have about, you know, we have, we have, we have a planet fitness. We have a gym called the gym. And then we have a we have a private that we have a privately owned gym which um which my trainer owns it's called Danny K and Wellness, and so um I decided I I had worked out at the, at the two previous gyms, and then I I decided that I was not happy there I didn't like it um I wanted something more private, so I went to this gym that um was privately owned. And um, I said to her, can I have help? Um, I'm doing this pageant. I would like to look fit. Um, 
Matt, can you please help me? And so she said, all right. So I paid for, um, so I got a meal plan and then I got um, a personalized gym plan. And then I just started to work out. Do you think that you definitely need to have the meal plan to go with the workouts? Or do you think that you could go with one or the other, like hire someone just to give you meal plans or hire someone to just give you a good workout and you could figure it um, the meal plan out with just some good Google searching? I definitely liked the meal plan that she gave me because I had no idea what I was doing or what I was supposed to eat. So I, so basically my meals for the month of October and the month of November, it was a bowl of, no, it was a bowl of Cheerios and it was eggs, a banana and water. I was supposed to drink about 16 to 14 cups a day of water for for every day. And so that was what I had in the morning. And then for my snack, I was allowed to eat um, one granola bar. And then during the middle of the day, I she had suggested protein drinks, which were enough to satisfy me, but it, it wasn't made to be... Um, a meal like I like I had to eat after I drank that protein drink and then I would have pretzels one cup of pretzels during uh, after the protein drink that was around like three to two o'clock two to three o'clock and then for dinner I would have one chicken breast with a cup of vegetables and then for a snack after that I had one lemon bar now, is this something that you are able to stay consistent at? Because that that sounds very restricting. And you you had said, um, I don't know if you had mentioned on the show, but in the, in the pre-show that you have a very busy job even now. So was that something that you were able to actually uh, maintain? It was definitely hard at times because um, because, well, I was taking classes during that time as well. So I would bring my food to class and eat it but it, it was it was, it was hard um but i'm really glad i stuck through with it because i like being on like um a plan that i that i can follow through and that that and that i can stick through and so are you um like has that awoken more of your fitness um desires now are you now it definitely has um uh, it definitely has because now really for, for supper time, I only eat chicken really or fish with either broccoli or lentils. And so that it's really helped me not crave fast food, which is really good. I mean, I'm, I'm still able to eat fast food, but I, I, it just, it makes me a little bit sick. And so I, I prefer to stay at home and, and prepare my own food. I mean, we, everyone knows if you just watched um super size me or any of those um sugar documentaries that or just you know like yourself you you don't eat it for a couple of days and then it makes you sick so we all know it's not good for you i mean that's so that's no. that's very uh commendable that you're able to wean off it um are are you confident when we're not in quarantine that you're like only having it once a month are you that are you that good or like maybe twice i'm honestly not that good i mean especially well when it came to quarantine 
because the since since the gyms have closed, I was slacking off my meal plan a little bit. I was eating a little bit of whatever I wanted. But that's which, but but that's because we're on quarantine. I mean that that's not that's why I said yeah. don't hold you. I mean. If anyone was going to do a fitness competition the day after we officially get full out of quarantine, then no one would win a competition because no one would be, unless you literally had your own personal gym. So that's not fair to you, and that's not fair to anyone. So. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just ate Chipotle yesterday, and I'll probably get more Chipotle tomorrow because I just got um, a gift card for graduation. So I've been eating that a little bit, and then eating. And then taking part in my meal plan. So, well, I mean, there are, you know, one of the things about Chipotle is that you can get a, a reasonably healthy meal. You could just get, you know, a chicken um, and, and lettuce, and, you know, you don't have to get the guacamole and all the other stuff on top of it. So, no, I mean, and Chipotle is one of the few foods that actually that doesn't make me sick it doesn't make me feel sick so well that's good i mean um there there must be some actual real fresh uh food there um Mm -hmm. um, i mean i just watched um a documentary where a gentleman has been um what's the right word um keeping or or holding in a in a canister a um, a cheeseburger from 1999, so it's uh, 21 years old, and it's, oh my gosh. It, it didn't it didn't mold, it didn't rot, it's like physically still like there. So if that burger can last 21 years, I'm, I I wonder what it's doing to our arteries. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up eating healthy foods. Um, my father's a nurse and so he would provide me with healthy foods, which I was really grateful for because, um, I think it really shaped my eating habits today that I'm still able to eat some fast foods and some foods that I enjoy, but only in moderation. I mean, but that's also the way it should be, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I strongly believe that you are what you eat. And so, yeah. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. I mean, Linda, I 100% agree with you. Uh, if you've ever seen the original um Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, when the the one girl has the snozzberries and she turns into a snozzberry and she blow and she blows up to be a blueberry, um, you know, it's important that you take care of yourself. I mean, they were trying to make a point there by making fun of her and being sarcastic, but you know, 
you know, if you, if you don't take care of yourself or if you're like, um, I think his name's Felix, the one who wants to drink the, he wants oh. to eat the chocolate milk. He wants to eat the chocolate river. Um, yep. I remember that. So, you know, I think, I think that Pacific movie has a lot of, um, good, um, and shows the negativity if you, if you overeat, you know, so I, I definitely, definitely I know it's an old movie and like I'm 37 and it's, to me, it's like it was made in the seven, it was made in the sixties. So to me, it's not that old, but like for you, you're another 10 years, you're 10 years younger than me. So to you, it's even older. So to me, but I, to me, it's a classic and um, we're, we're talking about food. I just thought that was a good reference. So, um, no, absolutely. So, um, so you, you on your own, you found your dress, you found your, your confidence and your meal plan and your gym. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes. like in retrospect, just like the prep work in all honesty, is this being a little PC or say, is it more of like a haha to him or is it, or is it more like, I want to win him back. I want to win him. Or is it not that at all? It's definitely not that at all. Um, judging from about when I had gone out with him, um, I definitely don't ever want him back again. Um, it's not in the Lord's plan. It's not in. He's not meant to be in my life. Um, and that's and and that's okay because I think that we grow up with this societal how do i say this this societal um mindset that if you can't find a guy then obviously there's something wrong with you when that's really not the case because i have never been personally in a romantic relationship i've only gone out on dates however it's it's not it didn't it didn't really bother me as much it was more of like okay whatever you know like it's not gonna work obviously so because I feel personally like I would be held back if I did have um, a romantic relationship right now because I feel that there's just so much to get done right now that I have to do for myself and for my future that it would just be a setback so well i i totally understand that sometimes a relationship um there's only so much time in a day and having a relationship is time consuming and uh you know if if you're meant to be you'll you'll come back but it's also Mm -hmm. um to me um it seems like he really hurt you but he also seems like he positively motivated you So it doesn't sound like you have really negative feelings towards him, but, um, you know, we're all human. Sometimes, you know, we all want to be like, see, I told you, but it seems like you're, you're much bigger person and you're, and you're, you're not even willing to contemplate that as, as, uh, as a motivating factor, which is being very big of you to do that. That's great. Thank you so much. It, I do appreciate that because I do tend to beat myself up on things that have happened in the past. But I want to turn my energy to, towards positive um, 
actions towards positive feelings for my future and what I can do for my education and for pageantry and for um, anything else that, 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 that comes in my way. But I will say, when you do find the time, I will encourage mm-hmm. you to open yourself up because the drug of happiness with someone is something that is uh, very important and also um, uh, something that you can't fill with other other things in life. You, know, you can't really fill that portion with family or with like more stuff. Like you can't buy, you know, if you buy a thousand dollars worth of makeup, that still doesn't fill that hole or like a beautiful dress, you know, you can look, you know, so I would, you know, I would encourage you not to wait forever because, um, when you get that, uh, feeling and you understand what it is, then you'll understand how important that is too. So. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Um, so, What's the next step? So are, are you, are you, uh, how do you strategize it? Are you taking notes and then, okay, so I, I know I've got the dress. I know I've got the trainer and the meal plan. Are, are you doing like that? Or are you just kind of like you juggle everything like yourself or because you said you're all doing this all by yourself because you don't, you're not running it by someone, correct? No, I'm not. I'm honestly doing it all by myself. I am so. And in retro, and in retro, uh, I want to ask the follow-up question. In retrospect, would you, would you have wanted someone to be along with the journey? It would have been nice, but I'm in a sense glad that I did this by myself because I knew what I wanted as in interview outfits and as in evening gowns and what I wanted to do um, and how I wanted to speak to the judges. I had originally, I had wanted my evening gown to be red. However, that didn't happen. So I said, let me see if I can make my interview outfit red. So I had wanted a, um, a so jumpsuit. So don't gloss over that. So you wanted your, your evening gown to be red. Is that? Yes. Okay. So why did you not, why did you go with the beautiful gold outfit and not the red? Because you also said that they had pulled a blue dress for you. Yes, they did pull an aqua blue dress for me. However, that ended up being a bit too large for me. Right. So we went with the gold instead. Now, the gold, it had fit me very snug. I like to feel comfortable when I'm up on that stage because I'm sure, as you know, it's already pretty (laughs) nerve-wracking. But I had gone with the gold because... I wanted to stand out color-wise and make because I wasn't honestly too sure how many girls would choose a basic color such as red or, or, or blue or, or, or black. And so I had said, okay, you know, let, let's try to think outside the box here for us. Okay. So I had chosen gold. Now, but, but why did you skip over red? Because you said red was the ideal color you wanted to go with. I had skipped over red because, oh gosh, 
I had, oh gosh, I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> did someone, um, did someone like sell you out of it? Like, did someone say, you know, like the percentages are not as great in red or, you know, did anyone say something like that to you? Actually, no, I, oh gosh, you know, you, you know, I don't, you know, it was probably the, you know, probably someone said something to me, like a salesperson had said something like, oh, red is not the, red's not the choice for this pageant or yeah, it was probably somebody that said something to me about that. Okay. About the color. Yeah. Now in retrospect, now that you've had your first opportunity to on stage, do you want to mm-hmm. do red? I definitely would go with a red dress again. Um, I would like to find a red dress because of the makeup that I would want to be put in. Um, I, I believe I look good in, in, in red lipstick. And so I really like the red lipstick look. And so I would like a red dress to be able to, 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 to be able to go with that look. So is that something that you're definitely going to consider? I mean, I'm assuming, are you, I don't want to be forward, but are you considering, um, under normal circumstances, um, if there wasn't quarantine, um, to do another pageant right away or are you, Oh, um, absolutely. Okay. Um, I would definitely have to save up first, but absolutely I would do another pageant. And then is red, so red is definitely the color you're going to wear when that, when that time comes. Oh, definitely. Okay. So, um, and would you definitely do USA again or do you want to, like, do you feel USA is the pageant for you or do you want to venture in and do America or one of the other, um, I say trainer pageants, but they're all in similar, just there are two that have television contracts and there are the ones that don't have a television contract, so... I would definitely feel that Miss USA is for me because I feel that I could bring something to the stage. I definitely feel that I could bring something to the stage. I have ambitions. I have goals. And Miss USA is, it became one very quickly. That's awesome. Okay. So you're now at the pageant. It's your first one. Um, how did your interview go? How did you, how did you strategize for it? Um, how did you practice for it? So how did you practice for it? How did your interview go? Um, oh gosh. Um, I'm going to be honest. I actually did not practice for it. Okay. All I knew was just to be truthful. Honestly, just be true to yourself. Don't try to make something up. Don't try to, um, be someone you're not just go in there and just be yourself. So, so did you get challenged by any, um, domestic questions or terrorist questions or government, um, questions or any kind of, uh, ecological or, um, were you challenged in that way? Questions that may be not in your normal wheelhouse of discussion every day. I was challenged by why do you want to be Miss Maryland question. And then they 
they asked me if I was mixed, and I said yes. And then they asked me if I could speak Espanol, and I said yes. And then... Okay, wait, they, can I... So yeah. I find that to be kind of, I mean, in a real interview, that's that's not appropriate. But I kind of find that in the same, because this is still a job interview. It just happens to be for a pageant. But, so they asked you that question? Okay. Well, they, so... <laughs> I, I mean, that, to me, interview. that's so inappropriate. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, like, I mean, so... so uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go, I want you to. I want you to go ahead. Talk. So it was like. So it was like my first time, and and so um I had put on the interview paper that like it was one of the questions of what makes you, what was it? What makes you, you feel unique? Okay. And so I so I put down like oh like my mother's from Colombia, and my father's from the U.S. And so you know like that's what makes me feel unique. Like my parents have like. Um, okay, they, so that's where that question came from. from. Okay, I believe so. Yes, and so I remember the man asking me the question, and it's course, but he said, "Of course, it's a guy, because guys don't know how to ask proper questions to women." <laughs> yeah, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Okay, it, it, it's fine. And so he he said, "So you're mixed?" And I said, "Yes, I'm, in, but biracial." So he said, "Okay, okay," you know. And so I was like, "What?" And then, what else did they ask me? Okay. They, like, so, oh, they asked you. Well, now, so what was challenging about why you want to be Miss Maryland? Did you oh, did did that question never occur in your thought? Like, did you not think that they were going to ask you that basic question? No, I believe they were going to ask me that question, but I'm going to be honest, I was not prepared. <laughs> okay, so. How did you, how did you answer it originally, and how would you answer it today? Oh gosh, I originally answered it that honestly, if you want something bad enough, you're gonna find a way to get it. Um, no matter where anybody comes from, no matter if you come from poverty or you come from the come from the middle class or wealth, people have dreams. And they believe that their dreams are not achievable when in fact that they are. People may come from a different financial situation or culture situation or whatever type of situation. They have, they have the ability to overcome that and their dreams are valid and true. So if you want it, you go and you get it. So that was what I put on my interview paper. And now why and, and now how would I answer Miss Maryland? Or, or how would I answer why do I want to be Miss Right, because they're going to ask you they're going to ask you this question again. So what yes. do you, how do you think you how how do you think you'd answer it this time? Oh gosh. You know, Paul, I'm going to be honest. I really don't know. Okay. Because Fair enough. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah. No, it's fair enough. Um, do you think do you think that answer should be pre um thought out or do you think that having that answer come from your heart and speak at that moment is better? I definitely think that it should come from your heart 
and that you should reevaluate yourself on why you're doing this and why you want to win that title because because we were all there for some reason. Um, we were all there either to prove a point or, or because someone really wanted to do this or, or whatever. And I just think that it really needs to come from your heart because being, having a state title is so much more than just being pretty. You have to, you have to have goals. You have to, um, have responsibilities and I believe answer tough questions. So. No, I think that's absolutely a valid point. And I think most judges would say that you should have um, a um, summary of kind of what you want to say, but you want to speak truthfully from your heart and not have a script. So, I mean, when I've been a judge, the answers that have come off as more genuine are the ones that are not pre-scripted. So I, I, I do agree with you on that point. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So looking back, do you think you have observed and are aware what you did not as well in the interview and understand what you need to do better? Or do you think that going into your next pageant that you definitely need to work with someone for interview to focus on that because the interview is such a big um, component. It's a big deal. It's right. Like it's almost some pageants, it's 50%. So do you think you, you, you know, you've done so much hard work with your body and the outfit. Do you think you need to put some effort into your interview? Because at your own admission, you put no extra effort into working on interview. Yeah, I definitely believe I, I strongly believe I do need to work on my, on, on, on my interview skills because I do get nervous and I do let my nervousness show at times. And so definitely like interviewing is something that I would need to get better at. So now what are you noticing that you say that you allow people to get to show you're nervous? So do you have a, do you have a little tick? Do you like, do you wrap your finger or tap your foot or? I tend to clamp, my hands tend to get sweaty and I tend to clam them together. Like I tend to like just move my fingers and um, they probably just see that and they say, okay, she's probably getting nervous. Okay. Well, as a judge before, it's really hard to see if your hands are sweaty from like um, two feet away. So (laughs) I'll have to really say, you don't have to worry about that. But um, if you're fidgety, um, that's a big, that's a big telltale that you are still need practice. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you've ever watched cheerleading auditions, but they, they're really good at like setting a pose. So like they'll come in and they'll have their pose. So, um, have you worked on something like that? Do you, do you have like a, do you have your it pose when you like you're flirting with someone or you're trying to get someone's attention or you're at like a social event, do you have your, because that's what I would recommend. So I usually put my right hand on my right hip and I either put one foot back or like, I like kind of put my knee forward Mm -hmm. and 
that's how like it, it's that's how like I'm if I'm trying to get someone's attention like one of my friends attentions like I'll, I'll do that pose but for Miss Maryland I actually was looking up some pictures and I noticed that it was like oh gosh how do I it was like one foot like is put forward and another foot is um turned inward I okay. think yeah, if, if I can find a picture, I can probably see. No, I mean, that's I so great. So they were more of a T. They were more standing like a T and then straight up. Yes, a T straight up. So do you think that do you think that's more your comfort zone or do you think you'd be more comfortable doing it? Because in my my honest opinion, and would you recommend other people that that haven't done a pageant? that you should do the pose that makes you feel the most confident? I definitely think you should probably do a pose that makes you feel the most confident because I feel that if you're confident, you will also be comfortable as well because the last thing you want to be doing is going up on stage and looking uncomfortable and um, letting and these, and the judges can tell by your face, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. what you're like feeling. And so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like you can tell if someone doesn't like you pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Um, I, I've read several articles as well as uh, watched a lot of um, psychological classes, and they say that we determine if we are going to like this person in the first 30 seconds. And mm -hmm. It's very – I don't know if you have um, – notice this yourself but it, you, it's a very like a visual thing and you it doesn't happen as fast by text message or phone calls but you can sum up someone just like that and then usually after you make that determination it's really hard to, to turn that person to the uh, so if you if you're saying nah I don't like this person it's really hard to make you say yeah I do like this person so mm -hmm. I strongly believe that. Yeah. Um, I, I really can tell if someone is going to like me or is not going to like me by the way they speak and by the way their eyes and their and, and their facial expressions are. As as the guys that are listening to the show, it, what we call the permanent friend zone. So g most guys know exactly if you're put in the friend zone, you never, unless you're really good, you never get put in the other the other the other category. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, Linda. So this is the part of the show where I let my guests um, bring up any important items that we haven't discussed yet. So I know during our pre-show that you had mentioned that you're still coming up with a platform, which is understandable. You're still working on that. But is there anything that is really passionate to you that you just want to point out? I know you're in the medical field, so I'm sure you have 
um, Corona things that you may want to talk to. I, I don't want to just uh, put things in your mouth or other things, but if there's anything that um, we can help people out, I would love to give you a couple seconds to uh, point anything out. I, I definitely, I don't know if this is something to be passionate about, but I definitely believe that there are different types of beauty found in all types of cultures throughout the world. And as like a society in this country, I feel like we have put certain beauty standards on, um, on like a pedestal and girls have to achieve that, that they have to achieve that look or they are told that they will never be able to achieve that look because of the way they, of, of because of the way they look physically, um, hair color, eye color, body shape that's what like i feel like the society is so focused on when it comes to liking females when in fact there's just so much more than just the physical appearance i feel there's so much more deep down um i believe there's a lot of like personality that shows through because someone could be ugly and then but have a beautiful personality and that's what truly matters where someone could be the most gorgeous person on earth and they could have an ugly personality so i definitely think it's important to just have like an open mind um especially with females because we are being told so many things nowadays of what we have to look like what we have to wear and i just think it's important to just be you okay so I'm going to break down a couple things. Then do yeah. you feel that you are being put as a woman in your long, young 20s? Mm-hmm. Um, you're being pushed to go to the gym and eat properly just to attract a young, a young 20-year-old or a 30-year-old. Or you're doing that because you, you would do that Regardless, and it's not has nothing to do with the opposite sex. I would definitely do that just for myself because I know that if I put my health first, I know that my I know that my mental health will be healthy. Um, I believe I strong. I'm a big believer in mental health and that physical health, mental health goes. Um, it can go any way um, because you can have poor mental health and that can affect your it can affect your body and, and, and your eating habits immediately. Or you can have great physical health and, um, no way, I'm sorry. You can have really bad physical health, but yet it can affect your mental health as well. So I think it's important to find that balance in between, if that makes sense. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Do you also think that... People see people with those kind of glasses over where they see someone that is overweight and they don't ever consider them as an ideal mate. But in all reality, they're like you had mentioned, great personality. They're actually a great person. And maybe they just need some self-love when it comes to like maybe someone telling them that they're beautiful and encourage them to to work out and, and, and I work out is such a, or just to, to not 
overeat, you know, because sometimes people do overeat because they are sad. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I have personally never experienced that um, overeating because I felt upset. Um, So I'm not sure if I should be speaking on that topic. Sure. But I, if, if I were to like encounter that, I would honestly say like, Hey, like maybe you could try changing your, um, your eating habits and that might lift up your mood or just try to write positive sayings or affirmations that you can tell yourself because, you know, we're always not going to feel confident or pretty. Um, that's, we're always not going to feel like that. So, and that's okay. Because, you know, it means that there are other things in life more important than, than um, feeling that. And that we are always able to look at these affirmations and say, it's okay that I'm feeling this way, but I can't stay in this place, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking since we started this conversation, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Shallow Hell. Where the no. so the the main character is very attracted. He's a, he's a chubby guy. He has chubby friends, and he's very attracted to um, very gorgeous girls. And I, I would deem as girly girls, women that like to dress up and look beautiful, pageant girls, actors, attractive people. And, but he's shallow mm-hmm. to people that are overweight, and he runs into a hypnotist. And he hit, he hypnotized him to see only the true beauty. So like you were saying, the person that may look really beautiful, but is horrible inside, like they, they, um, have a bad aura or they have no faith. Um, you know, they eat really horribly, but they just haven't be skinny. But then he sees this one girl, but in real life, she's actually overweight. So. I just, I always think that that's a, it's a good, um, interesting plot for a movie as well as, you know, always thinking that, you know, there is really important people that may be masked by things, you know, people wear masks of certain kinds. So, yes, you know, and a a mask could be weight, but it also could be a physical mask. It'd be something you wear, you know, so I, yeah, I mean, because, you know, I think we are all as human beings, just we can be judgmental sometimes. And I mean, I, I, I've even had those moments where I have judged um, someone and I said, oh, crap, like, I really shouldn't have done that. But um, it's, I think we have those moments. And I think it's really important to remember that it truly is what, what it's about on the inside. I mean, because we can fix we can fix the outside as much as we want there are there's plastic surgery for that and i know there is however though i think it really starts with the inside and how you feel about yourself and that's what springs your um that is what it, it makes your physical and your inner beauty really shine because you know for years i had felt not really you know confident and stuff and I was like constantly saying like, oh, well, you know, I don't look like her, you know, 
she's she, she's got blonde hair and blue eyes and I just have brown eyes and brown hair so I'm not really anything special so it did take me several years to finally see it if, if that makes sense no it makes total sense do you think yeah. that this pageant is what has really made you butterfly and open up and and be more so much more confident it definitely has because you know like my I didn't know what my goal was at first, um, but like other than to like do um, do the pageant, I had made some really I met some really great girls, you know, and I made friends. Um, I challenged myself. I went up on stage in front of complete strangers, and I was probably judged not by the not by the judges, but by the but but by the crowd as well. And so, yeah. So looking back at the pageant, yeah. What do you think what do you think you did the best and what do you think is the most you need to improve? Oh goodness. <laughs> um the best I probably did was just probably to not like tripping up on stage. That was probably the best. <laughs> but like the best, you know, I, I just I let loose. I, I had fun. Like that was probably the best because, you know, like I'm always like thinking about like the future and stuff and what I need to do in order to prepare for it. But, you know, I was able to let go and just, just have fun. Well, that's and not, then, that, huh? I mean, that, that's really important. So. Yeah. And then what I need to improve I feel there's a lot of things I need to improve. Like I need to improve my walking, um, my choice of um, my choice of clothing for a different approach. I need to improve my interview skills. I like to be able to learn how to um, walk and then twirl and then walk. That's something I would like to do. And then, yeah. did you not have your shoes? prior to the pageant i well i had bought the shoes probably several weeks before the pageant they were the um to tippy tops yeah they were those and so um i was afraid to do a turn and so i just said you know it's probably best if i just walk straight well i would encourage you to definitely go outside your comfort zone so because if you do you think you're going to get a cape or have a long train to to take advantage of that turn for the walk? Yes. Um, I definitely could. Um, cause I, I, cause I see the, I see the girls on Miss USA turn and then they walk and it just looks exquisite. And so mm -hmm. I would definitely, it, yeah. It's more to wow the crowd and for the photo op, but yes, it, uh, mm -hmm. it tends to get a good roar. So yeah. Are you, after being on stage for the first time, are you now crazy? Are you craving the uh the the actual crowd like are you um looking I definitely forward am. i i am craving the 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 months i would need to do in order to prepare i'm craving to do another pageant again and just to see other girls and just do my best and go there with um a prepared mindset so would you encouraging or um willing to do a virtual pageant if that's the only option for the next couple months or maybe a year depending on how everything works or do you think 
you're willing to wait for that big crowd that you had just mentioned that is so important to you? I would be willing to wait because during that time I would be able to train um, and and do some other things, but I would be w- willing to wait. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I um, It's just ha- not the same. No, I, I know. I, um, I, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and there's a champion that has won a title in the time frame of quarantine, and it's a shame that he hasn't had his – his um i would say his coronation because he is the champion but he hasn't gotten that big rounding applause that everyone deserves so um it would be a shame for you to win your first title and not get that applause only because no one's there so yeah i definitely agree with that well linda um before we go what are some helpful tips now that you are um, on your road to your first title and um, you're on your road for your next pageant and you've put a whole pageant behind you and you have that prep and you have a for that person that has never done a pageant and they're mm-hmm. going to do one is there anything that we haven't specifically pointed out on this journey on the podcast that we need to tell them that's important for them to know I honestly think, you know what, just go in there and be yourself. However, just remember that you're there to win and get the crown. I mean, and I know a ton of other girls are there to win, but just I, I feel it's kind of hard to find that balance between, you know, being competitive and getting like your and getting like your game face on but yet still being like a butterfly and seeing and seeing everybody but just find that balance in between and just stay true to yourself they and always stay true to yourself so do you personally have a mindset that that no matter if it was your first pageant or your 20th pageant you're going there to win and you're not necessarily going there to have fun and then if you win you win are you are you that competitive that it, if you don't win then it's a loss, or do you don't think if, that way? I didn't think of this pageant as a loss because you know it was only like my first pageant and stuff. But I believe though that if you do prepare ahead of time with a really great pat with a really good coach, then your mindset should should sharpen more, and it should be like all right, you know you're 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 going there for the crown. Show these people what you're made of. Let them know. So, I mean, I that's my mindset. I I think that pageants are sports, and that yeah. if you if you prepare just like an athlete, um, it's pretty hard to deny you the 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 crown because if you're the best interview, you got the best dress, and you have worked on your fitness level. There's no reason why they shouldn't pick you, even if you're the tallest person in the world or the shortest person in the world, or you know you you just are um, blue and everyone else is green. You know, I if you're the most yeah. outstanding outstanding person, then you should win. Yes, yes, and so that that's why I believe. Well, Linda, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and I I hope that all of our listeners really 
I appreciate your insight, and uh, I hope they understand that it took a lot of courage for you, and I really appreciate you letting us be your first big podcast, so we only hope bigger and better things for you. So when you are Miss USA, um, I hope that you remembered that we, we did your first interview, and uh, I hope you think fondly on the on the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Paul. I sincerely just appreciate everything. It was my first podcast and it went great, Paul. Just thank you so much. And I would love to do a shoot with you in, in, in the nearby future. Oh, we would love to work with you. Um, I, it's a shame with quarantine. It makes it very difficult. Um, I'm working with someone and, um, I'm basically building an outdoor studio because, um, it, I feel more comfortable doing that than having someone uh, shoot in my studio. So we're just gonna Absolutely. have to we're just gonna have to play it year by we're gonna have to play it day by day until um, we have um, we have a real idea of how to handle this. So so thank you so much, Linda. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda, for coming on the show. What a bright future you have. And I appreciate you being so willing to put yourself out there. And I am so flattered for you to let me be your first podcast and interview you. And um, I really hope that in the future, you know, when you're Miss Maryland and go on to, 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 to compete for Miss, Miss USA, that um, you look fondly onto this interview. And I really appreciate your time. Don't forget... We have two shows on this feed. We have both the Total Focus podcast, and we also have our movie review show called The Movie Breakdown with my co-host, Yvonne Carlos. So I really appreciate you guys listening to our shows. Thank you so much. Don't forget, we're both on iTunes and on YouTube. Please give us a thumbs up. Please subscribe. And as always, please stay tuned.